All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. You're watching Oilers Nation every day with Tabby Remchuk. Your one-stop shop for all things Oilers. One, two, oh, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven dubs for the Oilers. Let's get into it with the lead. Thick stack of W's, Liam. That is thick. Feels good. Better recycle those after. Yeah. And if Jay's wondering why the ink and printer budget had to go up at uh, Nation <laughs> HQ, this would be why. Uh, welcome into the show. Hope you all had a good weekend. Oilers Nation every day, as always, from the Sports Closet Studio. You can find them online at sportscloset.ca. We're streaming live on the Oilers Nation YouTube where Braden is in and says, hell yeah, what a lead to get us going on a Monday. Well, Braden, Liam told me I shouldn't do it because there's too much paper. Well, I just I just don't want to see you throw those out after. We'll keep them. We'll keep Because guess what? I may have printed off an eighth <laughs> because <laughs> I, I didn't, you know, I didn't use uh, like it was three per sheet of paper. Mm-hmm. So I printed off three sheets of paper. Three per sheet. So you printed nine. Hmm. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. <laughs> yeah, Braden says keep them so the bit uh, so the bit never dies. Uh, all right, welcome into the show. The Oilers scoop up another big dub over the Ottawa Senators. They have won seven in a row. The positive storylines continue to pour on in. And Liam, a game that I think honestly, I we did my prediction for how the month's going to play out. You all know how I feel about it, but 
There were some people who looked at that game on Saturday as a potential letdown spot. The Oilers kind of have this weird tendency to not play their best on Saturday night sometimes on those nationally broadcasted games. The Ottawa Senators, not an overly competitive team, but there's still, you know, a bit of talent there still. The Oilers went pedal to the floor. I know it wasn't a 6-3 win or a 6-0 win or whatever, but I still give them full marks for that effort. Well, they almost got goalied. But the best, extent, the yeah. best play of Ottawa was a goalie. Yep. You know, the offense was was good and Skinner Skinner played well. So when you, the reason the, they didn't score six wasn't because of a lack of chances. It was a, the Forsberg making a lot of good saves. Yeah, the Oilers had 46 shots on goal in that game, 35 of them coming at 5v5 as well. According to Natural Statric, they had 32 five-on-five scoring chances for 15 shot attempts from high danger areas. The list kind of goes on and on and on and on. Like that, that, that was a good one. Um, bring Cassie and home is in and says so much for striking early against the Sens. Hey, Tyler. Yeah. It, it would have been nice if the O's could have gotten off to a two, three, nothing lead in the first period and then waltzed away with a big victory. It, it wasn't going that way. But again, earlier in the season, they were getting goalied and losing the game three to one. They got not even, I won't even say they got goalied, but they went up against a goalie who was proving to be a tough nut to crack in Anton Forsberg. And they found a way to persevere and keep chipping away at it. Do you know that was their first win on home ice on a Saturday this season? No. Yeah, I really? was. I just looked. So they lost. That, that, so they won, obviously, on Saturday. They lost to Florida yeah. at home, 5 1. Mm-hmm. Not good. No. Nope. Uh, they lost to Nashville, 5 2. I believe that was an afternoon game, though. They lost to Winnipeg in a shootout in overtime. Uh, sorry, in overtime. And then they lost to Vancouver. And the other ones, they. Uh, also lost. The only other one they've won on a Saturday was the Kings game the other week. Mm. So you know, Saturdays you're right, not our best. But this is a new well, team. So we're back. That's what we're yeah. back. New luck. New we're year. Back. New me. New year. New Oilers. Uh, let's get to our moment of the game. It's brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross and their travel insurance. Visit ab.bluecross.ca/travel for more information. Maybe you want to come on the nation vacation. It's presented by Alberta Blue Cross. It's going to be a good time, and you'll be protected. You're always protected when you use Alberta Blue Cross. Protect your memories and more wherever your travel takes you. Yes, whatever uh, that is. Uh, We're protecting you. Ah, <laughs> it's a knuckle that feels like That was not case. clear at all. Yeah, <laughs> I, protection. I didn't really get that either, but that's okay. Uh, the moment of the game, Liam, a hat trick for Zach Hyman. Only two players in the NHL have three hat tricks this year. They are Zach Hyman and... Austin Matthews. The two best goal scorers in the league, some might say, Liam. Imagine if a team had both those players. I just don't see if you had they could do. If you had a combination like that, I just don't know why you would ever let it go. Well, the only way you would ever let it go is if you never played the one player to their full potential. Mm, Yeah. And then that's what bad organizations do, I guess. Have you edited <laughs> behind the scenes question? Have you edited the DFO rundown yet today? I I've not been on that yet. Okay, no. which is good because then you won't know the stats I'm about to throw at you because okay. I did show them on the rundown. How many hat tricks do you think there have been in the NHL this season? Oh my goodness! Uh, well, Hyman, there's six at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> let's say thirty-one, forty-eight hat tricks in the NHL this season. Eight of them on the Oilers have involved the Oilers in some way. Good and bad. Both good and bad. Oh, nice. So 16.6% of the hat tricks scored this year in the NHL <laughs> have involved the Edmonton Oilers in some way. Obviously, you have your three from Zach Hyman. Mm-hmm. You have one 
from Evander Kane as well. Kane uh, is a hat trick. He does have a hat trick this oh. year. I. Oh, yeah. uh, what game was that? Remember, he, didn't he bury the OT winner? Or was that oh, a different game? Uh, Seattle. I should know that because I went to the game with yeah, Mullen. Um, so yeah, Vander Kane. Does, oh yeah, you threw your hat I on. Threw my hat, that, and it was a whole also. So Aaron bought me a new hat or got me the new hat. Yep. Now that hat is also dead. Why? It was ate by a dog. Well, looks like <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good thing that I'm wearing my hat of that version. I'll make an order, Liam. Thank we'll you. Get that done. Uh, so yeah, there have been whatever forty some forty eight hat tricks this year. Eight of them have in some way, shape, or form involved the Edmonton Oilers. Four in a good way. The Oilers, there have been three four-goal games this year in the entire NHL. Two of them have been against the Oilers. Brock Besser, season opener. Steven Stamkos for the Tampa Bay Lightning. That was, uh, the Stamkos one was very much under the radar. Mm -hmm. How good Vasilevsky was. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Ryan O'Reilly also got a hat-trick against the Oilers, and so did Ryan Hartman. So every hat-trick, again, if you want to keep going with these stats, Liam, I got all day. Every hat trick involving someone named Ryan this year has been against the Oilers. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, there's only the two, O'Reilly and Hartman. Nothing from Ryan Reeves yet. No, Revo hasn't quite popped home three in a game yet this year. So there's some fun hat trick stats for you. Um, That's a she nuts. It is. <laughs> Zach Hyman scoring 50 this year. Yeah. Do you know, I actually have to give a, my friend Greg messaged me the other day and he said, can Oilers Nation stop talking about Hyman getting 50 this year because he's scoring 60 and then proceeded to go into Betway and lay a bet on Hyman winning the Rocket? Oh, well, that's probably not the smartest thing Smart. to do with your money, yeah. but Shout out still, Greg. he's going to be a 50 goal guy this yes, year, which no is doubt. absolutely bananas. He is on pace right now for 57.8 goals if he plays every game the remainder of the season. 57.8, eh? 31 years old, having a career year. $5.5 million, Liam. Yeah, it's not. See, and like the thing is too, it's not like he's scoring impossible goals, is he? Like the other one, did you see how the third one went in the other day? Yeah. It literally hit his, hit his stick, was going wide, then hit his boot and went in. Like he's, he's getting a bit lucky, but he's also in the right spots yeah. to get lucky. Yeah, I mean, you got to be good to be lucky. You got to be lucky to be good, yes. right? So. Um, he scores him anyway. He scored on breakaways. He scored on his face. He's done everything possible. He has, he has breakaway speed in a unique way in that, like he's never going to burn you wide. He's never going to burst into the zone or anything like that. Every time his breakaway start, he's pretty much flat footed Mm -hmm. and looks very ugly doing it, but also strong enough on his stick and and quick enough to get to the net and, and, and bury some chances. I'm like, he keeps saying he's not a finisher, which is unfair of him. To I think say, he's not think. a natural finisher. And Gregor talked but about this earlier today. He's worked his way. Like he doesn't have a wrist shot that it, he can just walk into the zone the way a Besser or a yeah. Matthews or whoever, even like dry side when he decides he wants to do it. He doesn't have a wrist shot where he can just walk in and boom, change yeah. up the angle, deceptive release piece of goalie. He doesn't have a one timer where he can post up on a wing inside the dots sure. and hammer home pucks. How many of Zach Hyman's goals are in or within a foot of the blue paint? Probably. How many does he have? You said 25. I would say 24. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Like, really? like, he's not an elite finisher. He's an elite worker. That's all he is. But I think it's just an interesting label. And like, yeah. I, I don't disagree with what you're saying, but like, why can't, like, why does it have to be those guys who can like snipe shots and everything to be like the natural finisher when Zach Hyman's like, 
top 10 in the league. Because I, 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 I get it yeah. for sure, but it's just like, just interesting that like, that's what has to be defined as a natural finisher. Mm-hmm. Being like, well, he has more goals than McDavid this season and Dreisaitl, who are probably both labeled as natural scorers, mm-hmm. but Hyman is 26. I don't disagree with what you're saying by any means, and I get it. He's, he does it ugly. He's an ugly natural finisher. That's what we're there like. There you yeah, go. There and, and that's not to say he's immune to uh, nice goals. Mulek did point out he had the one-timer goal a couple of games ago. Remember that one against Carolina where he like threw it behind his back to himself behind the oh, net yeah. and then cut in front? Like That, that was sweet. Um, yeah, Zach Hyman's having an unreal year. Three hat-tricks on the year on pace for over 57 goals. Like At the risk of sounding like a bummer or potentially being wrong on this, there's a good chance he doesn't get another hat trick this year. When you look at the way those usually get dished out, I know again, cause he plays with Connor. It could happen every single yeah. night. Um, and he's still, he's going to the right areas, but just the fact that he's been with those hat tricks still as consistent as he is, Liam, he hasn't gone more than three consecutive games this year without finding the back of the net for the Edmonton Oilers. That's unbelievable. That is crazy. That is a crazy amount. And, and he's really been able to replace, I'm not going to call it lack of production, but like, McDavid had way more goals at this point last season, right? Like yep. Dreisaitl was well on his way as well to 50 goals. And Ivan has been able to like fill the gaps. And like Kane's not exactly been, I, he has been buzzing, but he's not scoring at a great rate maybe that you would have more mm-hmm. consistently last season. Only seven of his 25 come on the power play. So he's not your power play really? merchant tapping him in on the back door all of the time. Mm-hmm. And he has contributed four game winning goals this season for the wow. Edmonton Oilers. The, um, the stats, the hits keep coming. How did his second goal go in the other day? I don't remember that one. Uh, the, I remember the first two because they were both. The first one was third a tip. one was he. The third, yeah, the third one went off his tip. off his heel. The Why first one was a tip, but I can't think of the second one. Why can't I think of the second one? Usually, I remember. Why can't I? Real good at remembering. my mind at all. Are we bad at our jobs? I talked about it right. I'm in from Bouchard. Usually, we have them all loaded up too. Yeah, I didn't do that. Um, Hyman for Bouchard. I'm watching it again. People watching the show probably already know. So, this is terrible content. Oh, just the wrist shot that oh, just bled in. Trickled through. Trickled through. Yeah. yeah. So, that's one there. He looked like a bit of a finisher. Sniped that one. Great pass. Evan Bouchard, three points on the game. Hello. Yeah. Three assists for the big man. Talking he, about just not stopping. And like the play on the second goal, now that I remember it, very quick awareness from. Bush from Bush. It was such like, a good pass. Just like throw it right back into to mm-hmm. the zone and give Hyman a chance. And you know, he finished it. It wasn't exactly pretty, but none of them are. Evan Bouchard now tied for third with Victor Hedman for points by a defenseman this year. And he's played three fewer games than Victor Hedman. It is absolutely insane what Evan Bouchard continues to do on this Oilers blue line and very similar to Hyman. If you want to sit there and be like power play merchant. I mean, he's still top 10 in even strength points. So yeah. I, th- this dude's just unbelievable. Yeah. Second in the league in power play points by a defenseman. I just keep going back and listen, I am wrong a lot. This show is wrong a considerable amount of the time. But thanks for I, watching. I will. Yeah, thanks for watching. <laughs> I will flex a little bit on this. There were a lot of people who cover this team who, when they traded Tyson Berry last year, were like, whoa. The power play, what he's Bouchard's not as sure handed as Barry and blah, 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 blah. It was nonsense. You knew it was nonsense from the jump. Yeah. Evan Bouchard has not only filled in on the power play, he's improved it. If after watching basically now one full season of Evan Bouchard running the power play compared to the year and a half, two years we had Barry, 
it's an upgrade. It's very, very clear to see that. Well, he's just added a different threat. And I like I'm not saying they're saying Barry was bad for the power play by any means because he played his role, but he was never very rarely that you would see a shot be as threatening yeah. as Bouchard, not even on from Barry, just in the NHL alone from a defenseman. Yeah. Joel is in and says the power play isn't even flying yet either. Just wait till it's clicking again. And as you can see on your on the board here on the screen, uh, it's at 26.1%. Like there's a very real chance they're 40% the rest of the season. Just to get back to that 33, 34% mark, right? Um, Braden says, we can't call Bouchard a power play merchant just for playing his position as a top pairing D-man and getting top minutes. He's just doing his job. And I mean, Kale McCarr has more power play points than him. No one sits there and calls Kale McCarr a power play merchant. Evan Bouchard only has three less even strength points than Kale McCarr on the season. So, you know, there's also that. He's in the conversation. You know how many defensemen have more game-winning goals than Evan Bouchard this year? I'll say zero. Zero. Keandre Miller, Colton Pareko, and Drew Doughty are tied with him, um, but they all have three game winners on the year. So the Oilers keep humming along. Bouchard keeps humming along. Dave is in on the YouTube chat and says, I don't watch this show for the accuracy. It's a great point. Thank you. you do not. Yeah. <laughs> Immediately below that, Lance Kane says, remember when Tyler said we're watching the McDavid un- era unravel? How could you forget? <laughs> Um, so there's the Alberta Blue Cross moment of the game. It's Zach Hyman picking up his third hat trick of the season. An incredible run. And at $5.5 million, it's in terms of per dollar, production per dollar, impact per dollar, we could even say to expand the conversation a bit. It's the best free agent signing in the NHL ever, yeah. potentially. No. In the cap era. Cool. Cap era, best free agent signing in the league. I what? yeah I the like we've said a couple already haven't we so like, like Panarin Panarin is, Panarin's a big, okay but Panarin gives them superstar level production yeah, which he's supposed to and he's paid like a superstar Zach Hyman is paid like a run of the mill second liner and gives them high end top line production Joe Pavelski that'd be a good one I'm just trying I'm not, I'm yeah yeah you're right because he was like six million bucks and he gave them yeah. high end top line production but still Hyman's cheaper and Hyman's producing more so yeah. Yeah, he's he's right up there. He's he's got to be part of that conversation. Uh, Braden said in the chat, Petrangelo is a pretty good one too. Yeah, that thing's age, they, that's they not aging well. Pay him to be that good. You always pay Zach Hyman to be like their fourth, fifth best scorer. Right now, he's their best goal scorer. One of the best. He's the fourth, best, fifth best scorer in the NHL. <laughs> so it's yeah. it's wild, man. Um, like I'm not sure how many better. I don't think there are better deals out there. And at the time, I know a lot of people. Who and it's the corner of the fan base likes to rip Ken Holland, and I get it. There are plenty of reasons to rip Ken Holland, but just like I did earlier on, you can eat it a little when you're wrong, and there's not a lot of people eating it. There were people freaking out. The Oilers gave him that seventh year. Yeah, and like the cap is such an interest; it shouldn't matter to anyone at all. Like it really shouldn't, right? Well, I, I, you know, like, we'll, we'll get into this conversation in a, a little bit oh, more, really? maybe with the Nylander thing. But. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it's just funny, isn't it? We all say, oh, we gave him a seventh year. Like, well, if you didn't give him a seventh, seventh year, he's not here. Bang on. So what do you want? Like, if you're a GM, yes. I, I keep love that it. saying on me. Yeah, God. You, you keep that editor and leaf thing. It's in this, <laughs> it's in the show every single, every single time we talk about Hyman. Um, yeah, and Canada made a joke about it in the chat. But like that's the thing with free agency, right? If you don't give Zach Hyman that seventh year to get his money up, mm-hmm. you know what he's doing? probably taking an eight by four with the Leafs and getting his guaranteed money through the eighth year there, right? Like you had to go the seventh year to get him, And 
you know, maybe, maybe still year seven won't be a lot of fun. Maybe he's a third liner at that point. But you know what? At that point, the salary cap is probably 105 million bucks and every third liner in the league will make $5 million. So and it won't even matter. Yeah. And it won't even matter. So there's your moment of the game for Alberta blue cross Liam. Let's get into our weekend recap because it is a Monday edition of the show. We got, we're going to talk about Stuart Skinner a little bit later on because he was excellent. He deserves his own topic though. Our weekend recap. We start with the news from this morning, Willie Nylander. Cause I, I mean, natural sure. transition here. Um, Epiphany is in and says, wait, the Nylander isn't a value contract snicker. Um, yeah. William Nylander is getting the bag. 92 Schmill, the Toronto Maple Leafs and their star right winger officially agreed to terms on a new contract today. If you aren't great at math like me, don't worry. I got you. That's an AAV of $11.5 million per season. 69 million of the 92 is coming to him in way of a signing bonus. Full no move. Full no trade. He was a pending UFA. He would have been an unrestricted free agent and without a doubt, the biggest name on the market this summer. But the Leafs don't give him a chance to do that. Nylander, speaking to the media today, said, this is home. The Leafs have their core four locked up. As it currently stands right now, the Toronto Maple Leafs next season will have four of the top 10 cap hits in the NHL with Matthews, Nylander, Marner, and John Tavares. Here's the thing. Very similar to Zach Hyman. If you put me in that chair that Brad Tree Living currently occupies as Leafs GM and you said, give him 11 and a half or lose the player or don't get him at all. 11 and a half is good. It's a, it's a fine contract. Yeah. Where the concern comes in for me with Toronto is that they haven't won a single contract negotiation. <laughs> Uh, and this predates tree living. I'm aware of that. Yeah. But what was the first Matthews deal? They gave him pretty much McDavid money at 11, six for only four years and walked him right to unrestricted free agency. They didn't get the term at all with that deal. They lost out on the money and the term John Tavares. They gave him $11 million. Tavares didn't take a hometown discount to come to Toronto. They paid market value for that guy. Mm. What did they do? The first Nylander deal, $6.9 million, which at the time, was McKinnon-esque, right? It was market value. And what did they do? Walked him right immediately to unrestricted free agency. And Nylander held out. They, yeah, couldn't, they couldn't even get him to start the year on that deal. <clears throat> and what they do with Mitch Marner? Gave him $10.9 million market value and walked him right to unrestricted free agency. I think you could look at the Morgan Riley deal. I was going to say Morgan Riley's the one I'd give him. Like Morgan Riley. Slightly Ry- accurate. He's a good top pairing D-man. And they, again, paid him, I I think, slightly above probably what he's worth, but it's still fine, I guess. I just, I look at this team and I go, you don't have a value contract anywhere. Even the guys they got this offseason, like Max Domi, three million bucks. That's that's what Max Domi was going to get paid. Yeah, that's what he made last season with Chicago. Tyler Bertuzzi, 5.5 million bucks. Like maybe you didn't have to go term with these guys, but there's not a value deal on this team. And again, I think paying Nylander is the right move for this team. And, you know, fighting armor, San Jose offered Tavares 12.5. Okay. So, but it's not like they got Tavares for 10 or 9.9, right? Like they paid a big price to get them. So I think the right move here was to keep the core four. And I know there's an argument and, and Colby Cohen made this on morning cup of hockey, which you should watch every morning on the daily face off YouTube, him and Johnny Lazarus. 
He said, you know, 11.5 million, if, if that's the deal for Nylander, which it ended up being, he said, you could go get Cam Fowler and John Gibson for that kind of money. And you fill two holes. My counter argument to that, and this is going to be a conversation we have about the Oilers at some point as well. Sure. Could you, could you go get a star goalie and a defenseman like Cam Fowler for that money? Maybe. But my counterpoint, okay, one, John Gibson's not a star goalie. John Gibson is a 1B with a famous name who makes way too much money. He's a good goalie. He's a fine NHL goalie. He's not a star. He's not giving you a Stanley Cup. All right. When people do, and they'll, they do this with Nurse too. This is a great example. Is when people look at Nurse at 9.25 and go, you could get two defensemen for 4.6 for that. Find them. Show them to me. Yeah. Who are the defensemen like you could get for that money? Because you know what 4.6 gets you an unrestricted free agency? Eric Goodbranson. Do you want two Eric Goodbransons on your team or one Darnell Nurse? Pretty easy choice. And with the Nylander thing, it's like, well, you could go get a star goalie for that. Where? Where's the star goalie you could get? Who's trading you one? And then you're signing up. Could you go get Carter Hart this offseason? Maybe. But you're paying him nine million bucks on his next deal. So do you want Carter Hart at nine million bucks? Yeah. The whole like you could do this. You could spend this money here. It's an interesting exercise, but when it actually comes down to find the guy, show me the contract, show me the player who's available for that money, it's not out there. So I think the lesson is when you have star players, pay your star players. Yeah, the grass isn't always greener on the other yeah. side. Like You don't need to reinvent the wheel when you're trying to start, sign these star players. And what was Tree Living supposed to do? Let me, like, Leafs fans, you can have it two ways. You can either sign this guy to this deal, which he's mm-hmm. probably earned to his credit. He's probably been their best player throughout the season, right? Matthew's just scoring, but he has been a little shaky. Mm-hmm. Or you can let him go, and then you'll be pissed at Tree Living. I just don't know what he's supposed to do. Yeah. I, I think, you know, you just, like you said, you got to sign your best players to be the best team possible. And the Leafs might own four of the worst, or the top contracts in the league, sorry. But in a couple of years, like... Tavares is going to be off the books. And Tavares' next deal is probably going to be a hometown deal. Like Mitch Monaghan will obviously have, have no to pay. But... Yeah. I, oh, yeah. Dude, go look at their I cap friendly. Does. You want you want to hear the players on the lease that have no trades or no moves? Some of them are partial, but... Uh, all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Matthews, Tavares, Marner, Nylander, Bertuzzi, Domi, David Camp. Yeah, I knew that one. Tally Yarncroke, Morgan Riley, TJ Brody, Jake McCabe. Mark Giordano, I think, has a 35-plus no-move clause yeah, as well. Uh, Jake Muzzin. They also gave no movements to Jake Muzzin, John Klingberg, and Matt Murray, all of which are on LTIR right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't give them out like candy. <laughs> but I don't know. And Curtin was in and said, Leafs ownership is a joke. They signed one of the worst contracts. Their top players are equivalent to second-line caliber of $6 million or less. Get that. The contracts, again... They haven't signed a great contract on any one of them. They've paid market value. And there's nothing wrong with paying market value. I just think when you're a team like Toronto and a market like Toronto that should be desirable, you should be able to shave a hair off these AAVs, you know? The other side of it is if you are... And maybe this is the group mentality there, whatever. And and maybe it started when, you know, Austin Matthews forced their hand and got the bag and didn't take term. Does anyone really remember Alexei Yashin? Who? Right? The guy who was yeah, like one of the highest one of the highest paid players in the league for a long time. I actually do not know who that is. Chase the bag didn't win anything. Alexei. But he Yashin. was but he was paid, Liam. No Sounds- one remembers the guys who got paid. 
No. And there's a part of me that goes, you know, Nylander, Marner, Tavares, if if y'all, Matthews too, if y'all took one, one and a half less, at the end of the day, when you take the taxes and the agent fees out of it, $7 million over the course of your seven-year deal for each of them doesn't really no. hurt you that much. It's minuscule. And when you factor in what these guys make on endorsements and playing in Toronto and all of that, that's another big part of it. Your endorsement money is probably sicker in Toronto than anywhere else Mitch's in the NHL. Dishes. Mitch's dishes. There you go. Dry settle does get that one too. But um, when you factor that in, if these guys all would have taken a million bucks under market value, throw Morgan Riley in there too, six and a half yeah. instead of seven and a half, five million bucks every single season for the duration of your deal, it goes a long way. And, and no one remembers, again, the guys who got paid a lot. They remember the guys who win. And another side of it too is in Toronto, man, if you win, you probably no better place to win. Yeah, like let's right? be honest. Like, From like the perspective of financial gain, Edmonton's the best place to win for the fans. But in terms of financial gain, there's no better place to win than in Toronto. Yeah, I just think I, it's interesting that none of these guys have helped the team a little bit. And I know the Bob McKenzie tweet about Connor McDavid uh, when he signed his big ticket. What did he say? Bob McKenzie had a tweet. It was immediately after. It's getting recirculated now. But Bob McKenzie tweeted something along the oh, line. I got of, it. Original deal oh. was expected to be 13.25. But hearing McDavid wasn't comfortable with the number and may have insisted on lowering it. I am not. Bob McKenzie is the goat. The goat, Liam. Hey, you're I'm junior, not, Bob. I'm not here to dispel anything Bob McKenzie says. But at the same time, be a little bit of propaganda. Just a little bit. <laughs> Come on. Come on. I know McDavid brought, McDavid for every contract negotiation he has with the Oilers walks up and has a blank check and gets to more or less name his price, right? Pretty much. But the idea that he went to the Oilers after agreeing to the deal and was like, can we knock her down 750K? I want to make sure that we can get a four. That's maybe a little bit of, it's a little bit of a push narrative there. But still, I think the point stands of Connor McDavid, if he wanted to be, if he wanted to listen to the PA, what do you think the NHL PA was telling Connor that whole time? Connor, go run at the max. Do what Austin did. <laughs> 15 schmackaroos a year for yeah. four years at a time. What, what do you think this does for Mitch Marner now? He's going to get more than Nylander. So he'll be between Nylander and Matthews. So he's probably 12. Probably 12-5. Boy, oh boy. Davin is in. Well, what do you do, right? Like you have to sign him because Nylander and Tavares are both UFAs at the end of next season. End of next. Yeah. Season. So this summer they'll do, be able to negotiate with both. Exactly. I would imagine they just negotiate with Mana. I. But again, like I think Tavares will want to stay there and see it through. I so it wouldn't too. surprise me at all if to build up some goodwill, the Leafs went out this yeah, summer maybe. and were like, "Hey, John Tavares, four by five or four by six, right? Perhaps. Yeah. Perhaps that's it." I just wonder if Tavares would want that label of like, this is your last contract kind of thing. You know what I mean? Where it's like, we're only offering you 3 million. And he becomes a bit of like a joke. It was like, oh, the Leafs didn't think he was good enough for anything more than this too. Or will it always like in the market? It'll be like, oh, he took a hometown discount. But everywhere else would be like, Tavares sucks. No, I don't think so. You don't think so? No, I think it'll, I think people will realize whatever, you know? It's a, it's, he's taking the discount to help them win. Um, we'll see what I, happens. I, I kind of forget where I was going with this whole rant. But the point I is, Nylander got paid at the height of his value. The Leafs had to do it because he can't let that guy walk. 
at the end of the day, they lose this. They, they lose the deal, but they win because they kept the player. So to spin this into an Oilers perspective, Drysaddle is better than Mana and Nylander. Uh, yeah. So he's what, 13? Well, that's the interesting part. Is he? He's he get- extension eligible this summer. And he has been one of the best value contracts in the NHL. But I also think when you talk about Drysaddle being one of the best contracts in the NHL, you have to remember that at the time of him signing that, it was not viewed that way at yes. all. I gave full props to the Oilers for locking up their guys and getting the full deals done for each of them. But at the time, a lot of people were going, oh, you pay him like you pay Pasternak or you paid or McKinnon got paid. It was a couple of years later. So like seven, 7.25 would have probably made sense. Eight and a half at the time was a ton of money for Leon Drysaddle. Yes. But you bought his, like you got his age 28 season now and his age 29 season at that money. It's unbelievable. So Drysaddle will get paid. If I had to guess, I would say Connor's 13-5, Drysaddle's 12-5 on their next deals. Drysaddle's 12-5? Yeah. So he gets paid what McDavid gets paid now. Yeah. and So then that way, Connor McDavid, uh, Drysaddle will never be the highest paid player on the team. I don't think so. I'm just saying, like, if it was for one year and he was 13, he'd be like, look, mm-hmm. little bragging rights, he has to pay for the dinner for the rest of the season. Maybe McDavid will negotiate that. So then for the one year, okay, Bob McKenzie, it's like dry side all you pay for everything and not me. Maybe it's a little spin on things. It would be funny if dry side, it was like 12, five, five. Yes. That would <laughs> Beat him be by nice. like 50 K. Like got him. That would actually be yeah, I don't very funny. That. I'm very funny. Um, can we flip the conversation now? Sure. We sticking with the weekend recap. Yeah. I want to talk about Bedard. Yeah. I was talking about Connor oh, Bedard. Yeah. This just talks a lot about the Leafs. The uh, similarities between Connor Bedard and Connor McDavid continue. Not only are their first names yes. both Connor, that's a big one. But both they've exceptional now, status. Both exceptional status in their respective junior leagues. Yeah. Um, both shy in front of the media. Yep. Both got great smiles too. Yep. Certified cuties, some would I say. I feel like Bedard isn't as shy as McDavid was in front of the media. I think, I think he shows a little bit more. I think when McDavid was younger, he was a bit more outgoing. But either way, what happened to Connor Bedard? Uh, he got hit <laughs> and fractured his jaw. So just like Connor McDavid, he will miss a significant amount of time uh, in his rookie season. You're taking a look at the hit right there. Uh, it's not dirty. No. And like, again, I really wasn't one buying that Brandon Manning said on Connor McDavid was all that dirty. I think he was trying to take him down, but like, is it dirty? I don't know. This one is cleaner than that, but and it, they're both, this is clean. My point, I'm not trying to, I shouldn't have said that. It's a good hard hockey hit. Yeah, Milik said that too. But dog comes across the blue line and gets hit by a defenseman. Yeah. But I, I don't understand it. I'm really happy that Luke Richardson came out and said like, Brendan Smith just basically studies ground and Bedard went into him. Like, what is yeah. Smith essentially supposed to do? If Smith doesn't make this hit, then Bedard probably walks around him and has a shot and goal. And, and Brandon Smith on waivers. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. like Smith had to make this play. It was a very clean hit. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm glad nothing else has come from it. And that the league has seen it from that way too. Yeah. hundred um, percent. But just to keep drawing the parallels to McDavid, like if you want to fly, can we play the clip one more time? Like mm-hmm. McDavid, I think, and this again, after the PCL thing in the Giordano incident, McDavid had to not change the way he played, but he had to learn to be a bit more cautious when he does his drives to the net. And we see that now. Connor McDavid still drives the net very hard, but how often do you see him buck 10 going down the wing, cut to the net the way he did on that Philly play and the way he did on the Calgary play? You actually don't see it all that often anymore. Yeah. Not as much as you used to, at least. 
he still dazzles and does his shit. Pop your shit, Connor. Yep. <laughs> but that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, I, I know. That's why. <laughs> that's why I jumped in with it. I didn't want you to have the laughs. Um, but he had to adjust. And I think with Bedard on this play, what have we seen from Connor Bedard early in his career? He likes to come in, cut to the middle of the ice, yeah. open things up. He scored the winner against Winnipeg uh, on a very similar zone entry, even though I know it was OT. But he comes in and he likes to cut in the middle at the blue line, have all, all his options open, and open up the goalie. Pick his corner. He might have to adjust a little bit because just like the way Connor flies in as fat, flew in as fast as he possibly could and then cut to the net, Bedard likes doing this. And just like Connor couldn't sometimes control his edges coming to the net and defensemen, if they poked him a little, the Giordano one was dirtier than the Manning one. I'll say that. Deliver. Yeah. But defensemen can do that and kind of get away with it if you're going to fly in that fast because the slightest tap will throw you off. I think Bedard needs to recognize he's not that tall. Defensemen are bigger than him. Yeah. And his head, when he's crouched like that, goes in at shoulder height. What he's going to have to do is probably learn some way to adjust while still being effective. Probably. I wouldn't, I wonder, and like New Jersey probably played him into that a little bit too. Funneled him to the middle, played yeah, him for contact. Yeah. Like you play for those kind of things, right? It's like, hey, he's going to come through defenseman, be ready to kind of be a wall mm-hmm. on this play against him. And Someone put it in the chat here. Was it Big J, another generational talent not to win the Calder? I mean, hey, like they're probably not going to rush him back. No, why you know? would you? Like, <laughs> what was it? Their team they rostered yesterday was something like 13.5 million or something crazy. Like the that. forward group was 13.5 million, yeah. and they that went up against insane. they went up against 11.5 million dollar Jonathan Huberto. How'd that go? Flames lose. Woohoo! Um, it's it's unfortunate yeah. though that Le- Dodd's probably going to miss the All Star game now. He yeah, likely will. Frank, uh, early indications are six to eight weeks. So can't wait for Reese Johnson or whatever his name is to get selected to go to the All Star game. That'll be sick. Um, <laughs> just it does suck that he's not going to be on the biggest stage. He might still go Toronto. apparently and like just go and chill. Yeah, that that's good, I guess. But it's but it would for tomorrow. Yeah, it also would have been cool to see him in the skills comp and whatnot. And yeah, the Oilers play the Hawks tomorrow. Good lord, what's the line? I got right. I got the lineup at least. Boy. Calvin Pickett said Peter Mrazek all star. I mean, honestly, if you're going to pick someone from that, probably, team, probably is him. But just a 900 save percentage in front of this Hawks team is, is a borderline miracle. Yeah, but unfortunate, it's got to happen. It's unfortunately it has to happen for you to learn. And I'm not saying you need to get injured to learn by any means, but no, you got to learn your lessons yeah. a little bit. There was somebody else too. Was it? Crosby, did he get injured in his rookie? I can't remember. Well, someone, Crosby missed a maybe billion games Matthews, of concussion. I can't remember. There was somebody else who they set someone pointed to. It was like Bedard, uh, McDavid, and Blah, Blah, Blank, Blank. Had to learn this way, and Bedard kind of does too. I, so, I a lot did of people Hall get hurt in his rookie year. Uh, yeah, I remember ankle. he in his in that fight yeah, he broke against ankle, like Derek right? Dorsett, Columbus. Shout yeah. out Derek Dorsett. Shout out Derek Dorsett. Um, <laughs> A lot of people are saying, you know, Jason Dickinson, Colin Blackwell, Jujar Kara. I actually think Dickinson. if you want my guess about what's going to happen, Seth Jones. New, no, because he's hurt too. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> uh, their whole team's hurt. I think they'll send Bedard as a representative, but he won't play and someone will take his spot in the game. God, I hope so. I hope so. I think that's what will happen. I, like, it should be that way, but not to get into the all-star debate again, but quite frankly, they don't even have a second best player. <laughs> no, God, they have an AHL roster um, and a bunch of guys that are hurt. Do you, I thought about this the other day, and there's obviously this team, the Chicago mm-hmm. Blackhawks would be better if they didn't, if they had a, all their players back, but they're like, what are they missing? Felino now, 
Taylor Hall, Tyler Johnson, Anthony Sioux, Seth Jones. Oh, Liam, you almost got them all. Come on. How many left? There's eight in total. Oh, I can't. I cannot name any more. Taylor Hall, Tyler Johnson, Anthony Sioux, Anthony Beauvillier, Seth Jones, mm. Connor Bedard, Taylor Radish, Nick Felino, and you can give a little half mark for Corey Perry. Those are good oh, players. Yeah. <laughs> Those are like that that's was, nine NHLers, and I, and they only had nine NHLers to begin yeah. with. I, I think that Chicago probably aren't too upset that it's happened this way, but to give them credit and to give Kyle David some credit, he actually built a pretty decent group around Bedard this season to help him get better through his year and not just be like, okay, Connor, here's, I don't know, Reese Johnson again. Like, sorry, yeah. sorry. Boris Kachuk. <laughs> yeah, like, he gave him some good players. So, I'm curious to see how Chicago kind of progress here and like, man, Mecklen, Celebrini, and Bedard? Pretty nasty. Boy, oh boy, that would be good. People yeah. would not be happy, rightfully so, but. Let them. It'd be more fun. Yeah. Like, do you, do you really want? We have to be happy for them if that happens. Yeah, because one, we've done it. And two, do you want Macklin Celebrini going to the Sharks? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hmm. No, I'm not going to celebrate the Sharks. No, I guess from an Oilers perspective, no. From a league perspective, probably. Why? No, San Jose. You want Macklin Celebrini playing at eleven o'clock Eastern every night? Well, you need someone there. Nah, no, you need like (laughs) okay, but they can't keep talking about how they need to build up like Arizona and all that kind of stuff. And it's like ah, San Jose, who were good for like ten years with Joel Thorne. What's his name? Patrick Marlowe. Yeah. All those guys, Pavelski. Mm. And then be like, ah, but you don't deserve Michael Celebration. And no one cared. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like, what they win. I mean, I guess, but I think you, I, whatever. Uh, if, we gave, if we gave out a comment of the day, Riley might be a front runner. He says the Blackhawks are getting eliminated <laughs> one by one, like they're touring Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. I watched Willy Wonka for the first time before Christmas. I'd never actually seen like it. Like the old one? No, yeah. the one with Johnny Depp. Ah. You got to go back, watch like the grainy one. Yeah, it went yeah. weird. Where they're all in the bed together. Yeah. yeah. That's weird. The, um, why? And maybe someone can answer this in the chat. Why sometimes is it called Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory, but then also called Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Because the movie is 
Charlie, the boy, yeah. and his trip to the chocolate factory. But why is it also called Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory? Because it is Willy Wonka's no, Chocolate Factory. No, I get factory. that. Is but Charlie what is in that it? one? <laughs> it's Charlie winning a trip to Willy no, Wonka's Chocolate Factory. I get it. But why? Do you get it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. No, you're, yes, you don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> what is it? Just name one thing. Another move, new movie is called Wonka. And I believe I it haven't is, seen the Johnny well, because Depp one. It's Willy Wonka, he but, starts a chocolate factory. It's crazy stuff. I don't know why. Well, it's not. these days. Kyle <laughs> the Embalmer, what's he asking? I don't know. <laughs> Sheppy, two different movies, two different generations. Is that what it is? A is lot. One, no, I want to know. Is Charlie in the Johnny Depp? Yes, he is. So, so okay, one okay, movie is called Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yes. But, but the other movie is called Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. But they're the same movie. Yeah, they didn't want to call them the same thing. But why? It's a remake. So just so movies have names. <laughs> hey, that's fair enough. Just crazy stuff. I don't get Calvin it. Calvin figured, what are we even talking about here anymore? I don't know. Last don't week know. you were all like, hey, Tyler, great guest. We love the guest. Yeah. And we need to remind you that this show is not meant to be quality programming. Oh, no, no, no. It's supposed <laughs> to be nonsense. <laughs> Mark, but Wonka, Wonka The Wonka <laughs> Crazy. Dude, I don't get it. I don't. Yeah. I watched um, <laughs> Sicario, the second one the other day. Have you seen that movie? I don't know no, why. Actually. Yeah. I know you haven't. Uh, Sicario's Day of Solitude. Unbelievable movie. If you haven't seen that one, go check it out. I like the first one way more. Yeah, me too. But the second one's good too. If you loved the Willy Wonka talk, you'll like the last part of our weekend recap for Greta. <laughs> There's still more? I wish they both Greta's still on the screen. <laughs> what else happened? Lance says I answered it twice. One is the book title. One is the movie title. People mix them up. There you go. That's what I wanted to know. No, you, you didn't. You, said that. you just wanted to create havoc. No, I don't. Don't <laughs> well know this done. stuff. Uh, JBD, my boy in the chat. He might be the only Bills fan in there. Um, if there is another one, please let me know. Go Bills. Liam, nobody circles the wagons like them Buffalo Bills. That was, if you guys would let me, you know, I do the show every day. I'd like to have my two minutes to talk about my, my favorite, my second favorite sports team, I guess. The Bills might be my favorite, actually. But that was the full Josh Allen experience. I, uh, I love him. Yeah. If you don't think he's the second best quarterback in the NFL this year, Lamar Jackson's MVP, that's fine. Lamar had a great year. Didn't make as many mistakes. That's awesome. Josh Allen, the stuff he did in the fourth quarter last night, only Josh Allen can do it. He's getting tackled six yards short of the first down marker and basically just takes one more step with a dude on him, gets hit, falls first down by like a yard. It's unreal. He is, um, he is very good. And I thought in my head, I was like, is he the second best quarterback in the league? Lamar is one for sure. This year, it's either him or Dak. No, it's and I'm still Dak. picking Josh. It's I'm not picking Dak. Prescott doesn't Dak's, beat good teams. The only, re- the only reason he has a win over Detroit is because of the refs. Dak can't play on the road either. <laughs> yeah. So Josh is, Allen can play in whatever building you put him in. I agree. Josh Allen, very unique player. There's mm-hmm. always that thing, too. He's like, oh, he throws so many picks. It's like, does he throw so many picks? Because most of them are like, Arm third and long Arm or whatever, punts. and he literally just launches him down the field for like 70 yards. Okay, so like, last, matter? last game, he made three mistakes in the first half. The first pick, or sorry, he made two mistakes, but there were three moments. The first pick was not great. You're in field goal range, throw it away. Mm-hmm. He, he, tries, he tries too hard, whatever. Okay. The second interception, not a mistake. 
It's fourth and five or whatever. That was the better play to make. They gained like 10 yards. If he way. throws that away, it's ball or Miami ball on the 40. By When you throw it to the end zone, there are three outcomes. One of your playmakers play, makes a play and it's a touchdown. Mm-hmm. It's intercepted, which is what happened. And what they could have kneeled it out in the end zone. Yeah, they did kneel that one out in the end zone. But yeah, kneel it out in the end zone is on the 25. That's a 15 yard gap there. Yeah. Or three, whatever. It's the same as not throwing it away. So I, I had no problem with that. Um, well, here's a. I have a question for you. Just uh, how many, how many quarterbacks do you think have played in the NFL this season? Like started a game. <laughs> sorry, I was going to say the third mistake he made was at oh, the sorry. end of the first half when he threw the ball on the interior to Ty Johnson instead of throwing it to the outside because that cost sure. him. So he cost them six points yesterday, but that drive at the end. Made up for it. Won them the game. Yeah. So whatever. Their defense is also great, even though it's banged up. How many quarterbacks have played in the NH in the NFL this year? And the NHL. Yeah. I'll say started, 52. Started or played? Started a game. 63. 68. Wow. That is that's more than two per team on and average. When you look through the the uh playoff teams, the reason a lot of them are in the playoffs is because they haven't had to run multiple quarterbacks this season. Uh, the only team in the playoffs that has had to run multiple quarterbacks. Is Texas did it for one or two games? The Texans, yeah. What did I say? Texas, Texans, sorry. And the Browns, who have I think they've played every quarterback in the league. Actually, I think they're (laughs) sixty-eight of them. Yeah. And uh, the Steelers. Every other team has been like pretty healthy for the most part. Yeah, you're right. Like I mean, the Jag season, the Jag season fell apart because Trevor Lawrence got hurt. uh, Yes and no. He's kind of overrated. Yeah, he is also overrated. But, uh, But when he can't run, he's a bad quarterback. Yeah, yeah. So they have it. Lions this week. That that storyline is unbelievable. You're a Lions guy. Stafford and Goff head to head in Detroit. Like I'm so nervous for you, dude. Oh, I'm not. (laughs) I think we'll win. You think really? Yeah, I mean, Detroit have had some pretty big wins this season. I know. I'm Kansas and Kansas. I'm just. I'm saying they beat Dallas and Dallas. Kind of, yeah. They've they've won a lot of games, and I think that being I get it. Like Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua against the Lions defense, e, a little nervous. Yeah, but the Lions also have their run in. Yeah, Monster. They're the only team in the league, maybe second one of two, to mm. have ten players get ten or more touchdowns. Like they're really really good, and I get it. Like Stafford's elite, and the Rams are a very good team, but also they're running a couple of rookies in there as well. Like. Yeah. Lions at Ford Field, like I'm, I'm all in. I think they'll make the NFC Championship game and lose to the 49 Because should well. we, should we do a pick'em challenge for the playoffs? Yes, but we need to have something on the line if we're going to do it, so we can think about that and Does then me and you, yeah, and Aaron. All right, I got third overall pick. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, go Pats. Um, the division runs through the Buffalo Bills. There you go. There's our weekend recap for our friends at Greta, your go-to pre and post game spot in the city. We had our staff party there the other day. It was fun. I walk in, I go to Greta, I set the record on the football game, and then I go get a drink. That's my routine every time. So there you go. JBD says cat food. New way. Oh, thank you. I was going to say something really dumb about the Bills' chances against the Steelers in the first round of the playoffs, and I decided, you know what, Tyler? Don't be an idiot. Good idea. It's called maturing. Mason Rudolph going to run your show, though. Maybe. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, Greg, your boy, Greg. Greg, I gave you a shout-out earlier. You, didn't even, you weren't yeah. even watching. He said Bills losing first round. They're just not. Not They're against not. the Steelers, no. Steelers dude. No stuff. way. Colton says dog food, question mark. Maybe like a dog biscuit. <laughs> if, like dog, a if by dog food, you mean a good 
pound of ground beef. Yeah, feed your dogs sure. good food. There you go. I feed my dog only meat. I don't. It's so bulky. I don't know if that's good or not. Um, this recurring <laughs> thing is ruining the show. I know. Uh, okay, let's move along to our Sherwood Ford Giant question of the day. There are three Sherwood Ford, two Sherwood Ford Giant game day editions of the show this week. One of them's tomorrow. The Oilers are taking on the Hawks. Yeah. The other one is Thursday. The Oilers are taking on the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, here's their look ahead for the week. They also have the Saturday night or the early game on Hockey Night in Canada as they take on the Canadians at the Bell Center in Montreal. Um, but your short for giant question is centered around Liam, our boy, Stuart Skinner. And a couple of weeks ago, we were sitting there going, is Stuart Skinner ever going to be able to get his save percentage back to 900? Because hmm. if you remember, he was like 886 when we had the conversation and he was 20 some games into the year. And it was like, you know, just to get his save percentage back up to 900, he would have to play like 22 games at a 914. What did he do? Well, I mean, he's won, almost there. Yeah, like he's been lights out 900 or better in five consecutive games. It was a 912 against San Jose, 1000 or one against uh, the sorry, 912 against the Rangers, 1000 against the Sharks, 929 against the Kings, 946 against Philly, and 967 against the Ottawa Senators. And sure as shit, Stuart Skinner is back to an 898 save percentage. He's one more good game away from getting back to a 900 on the season. He's been lights out. He's been one of the best goalies in the NHL over the last month and a half. Take a look at his numbers on the year. These are back to being respectable. The question, though, for our friends at Sherwood Ford the Giant and their online service department, Okay, check out their inventory, new and used vehicles. And when you buy at Sherwood Ford, not only do you get a reliable vehicle, but you also get access to things like their mobile service department. They come to you for things like an oil change, whatever you need. Um, also, if you're there, get a Sherbox. Yeah, get a Sherbox. That's another big benefit. We should do another live show there soon so we can go get our mochas. <laughs> yes. Um, Quadi says uh, that goal with 0.1 seconds left oh. has actually cost him a 900. Pretty much, actually, when you do the math. But the question today, has Stuart Skinner's play changed your mind on the Oilers needing to acquire a goalie? Go. No. But yeah. Also, but you yes. Oh. Okay. You hit us they with a little one, too. don't need to upgrade on Stuart Skinner. Stuart Skinner is your goalie. Correct. But they still need a goalie. Because it's not fair for the Oilers to be like, all right, Stuart Skinner, you're playing like the best stretch of your life pretty much right now. We need you to do this for 40 more games, plus hopefully 16 or a little bit more in the playoffs. You need a guy, and Pickett's been good, don't get me wrong. Is it a long-term solution? Absolutely not. But you need someone to come in and help Skinner. Can I throw, break. Can I throw you a caveat? Yes. Right now, Calvin Pickard on the season has a 904. Yeah. If it's the end of February and we're, say, two weeks away from the deadline. And he has the same. And he's a 904. Then, yeah, I think that's fair to, to keep it. But right now, I would still is not my number one option. I don't think it's been my number one option for a little bit now. Probably since actually Pickett came up and mm -hmm. proved himself a little bit that, like, I don't think they need to go and get it. I think you need to spend your assets on other places to improve the team. Yeah. Because we spoke with this a little bit, too. Like, Vegas won the cup last year with Aiden Hill. And I'm pretty sure they were up in the series when Laurent Brassois was in goal, yeah. wasn't he? It's proven that like maybe you don't need that elite goalie anymore. You just need a goalie who's pretty good. You just need a goalie who can get hot. Yeah. And like Pavel Francouz, who we said the other way the other day, right? Sergey Bobrovsky. I know they Bro, pay him like a star, but he's not a star. Not he a just star. got hot. But if you can get in front of Skinner, a good third line center, and another defenseman. I know the others are very limited cap space, but that's kind of what I would do is, is that to then help Skinner. 
if there was a goalie who is a clear upgrade on Pickard, so like here's the criteria: clear upgrade on Picker, cap hit below a million bucks, could get him for a late round pick. There's one man for the job. Well, it's Reimer. Yeah, that's the only one. Like, and Detroit might not trade him. Or maybe Alex Lyon. Sure, one of the two Detroit yeah, goalies. Some, someone like that. But the but, point is, if you're going to pay more than that, I don't think you do it, which goes to say, I don't think they're going to do it. You yeah. are going to go as far in the playoffs as Stuart Skinner will carry you. No goalie you acquire, no goalie you acquire will win you a playoff round. Stuart Skinner's your guy. So the smart play is to not go spend a third round pick on James Reimer. The smart play is to go spend your third round pick, other assets, whatever, get a right winger or a third line center, get an extra layer of defense, maybe yeah. get all three of those things, load this team up, make them as good as possible in front of Stuart Skinner. I, I, that's the approach I would, I would go after as well. Cause I think that is the best way to success. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, there's also another layer to this too, is if you go and get a better goalie than Skinner for one year, you're somewhat in a way telling Stuart Skinner as well, like, hey, we don't believe in you. In, in like a really small way, I think it's a minuscule part of it, but it is the mental side of it too as, as well, right? It's like you go and get, I don't even know who would be available, but someone better than Skinner would be like, this is our start now. So what message does that send to Skinner? You just signed to three years. You have to show your belief in Skinner. And I think by doing that, you need to, upgrade other places. If they could get a guy like Mrazic down to a million, that would be awesome. He's 3.8 now. And maybe you make a deal with the Hawks and they keep enough money somehow for you to get Dickinson and Mrazic. Yeah. And you make it work, right? But like... Well, 50% of Mrazic, whatever it is. 50% of Mrazic. I mean, 50% of Mrazic is still 1.9. 50% of Dickinson is 1.3. How are you... you, Where do you get 3.1 to make that deal, right? You just do a three-team, I guess. It's the only way to do it. If you can kind of figure that out. Then you're dishing out, right? Like a fourth rounder to get Mrazic, a sixth to someone at the deadline to keep the rest of his money. And then another sixth next year to get someone to keep a little bit more Dickinson's money. And it's like, holy, not that I care about six round picks, but you get how it gets complicated. Yeah, for sure. If you continue this kind of run of form though, why, what are they? 15 and six or something like that. Mm -hmm. And Hey, that doesn't matter. Yeah. We'll see. I I think the Oilers, uh, this is going to be a very obvious comment. They're in a better spot now than they were two months ago. That they can now actually control their own fate and what they want to do with their assets and, and not be have their show run by whoever it is. Elias is in and says, this is like the fifth time I've agreed with Tyler this episode and I'm starting to get nervous about it. You should. What about Mulek said, I would like a Blackwood Skinner tandem. And I would too. I guess if, if there's a team out there who's going to give you a goalie and take Jack Campbell... Then yeah, like if you can get a Blackwood, even a Vamelka, and it's a long-term-ish solution, yeah, let's talk about it. But I also think there's a part of me that just goes, you might be able to roll the dice with Rodriguez next year. He's going to be dirt cheap. Yeah. If you can get rid of Campbell, yeah, you obviously have to get rid of Campbell at some point over the next six months here, deadline or draft or July sure. 1. But I just... Joel had a comment I wanted to address where it said, do you want Rod Rieger Pickard in the playoffs? Do you want Morazic in the playoffs? Do you want Reimer starting a playoff game for you? Like, not really. No, the, the objective would be for Skinner to play pretty much every game. Yeah. But also, if someone's got to go in, like we all kind of thought Campbell should have gone in last season and you need to have that belief in him too. Okay, I have one other thing I want to touch on. That was our short for giant question of the day. All right. One more NFL thing, but I'm going to tie it into the Oilers. Okay. So there's my compromise. 
Someone in here said, Josh Allen turns over the ball too much. It drives me nuts. I hate it. All right. I'm going to give you some stats, okay? Isn't Mahomes lead the league? Allen does. So he total turn the ball over. Total turnovers. <laughs> Whoa. Total turnovers. Allen has three more than Tua and five more than Mahomes. Josh Allen has also contributed 44 total touchdowns to the Bills offense. Tua has 29. Mahomes has 27. That is a differential in there, by the way. Mm -hmm. It's pretty good, is my point. The people who, the same people who sit there, yeah, Steve says it's Oilers, Bills Nation every day, 100%. And Lions. The people who come in and say, you know, Josh Allen needs to change his game are in the same realm as people who go, the Oilers won't win until Connor McDavid learns to play defense. (laughs) When you have a unicorn, you Mm -hmm. don't cut off its horn to make it look more like a horse, right? That would hurt. It would hurt and it would be dumb because then you would just have a horse and everyone has horses. The thing with Connor McDavid, when, when John Tortorella came out, it was like, they're not going to win until he learns to play better in his own end and changes his game. Cause you're not going to outscore everyone in the playoffs. That was dumb as hell. And the Allen thing is also dumb as hell. You have a guy who can do things that no one else can do. Connor McDavid does things on the ice that no one's done in this sport. Honestly, ever don't ask them to change to be more like everyone else. Yeah. Put them in a situation where they can thrive doing what makes them unique, which is in a way kind of what the Oilers have done. Surround them with talent, go sign Hyman, go get other pieces like Kane yep. and Nugent Hopkins to make the scoring better around them. And then there you go. The, um, another comparison, unfortunately it's not the Edmonton Oilers, but when Lamar Jackson was getting drafted and everyone's like, we have to make him a wide receiver. Why? Why this guy is a Heisman winner, a quarterback, unicorn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, make him better by make by yeah. being smart to build around. It. Epiphany says three hundred ninety nine people watching, fifty eight likes. Come on, where else can you hear NFL football <laughs> chat on a daily hockey pod? To Ooh. be fair, we have to do that. We do the show an hour every day. We can mix in a little bit of talk yeah. about other sports. Uh, Smitty says the Bills were lucky they played the shitty Dolphins last night. Allen turns over the ball way too much. I say you don't know what you're talking about. Um, Elias says the hell yeah and Lions a little bit from Liam got me. That was good. <laughs> the um, I guess quickly to bring it home, how about the Elks? That's Sign so in, dumb. That's so name? dumb. McLeod Bethel Thompson. Do you know what else is going to be dumb though? Aside from the sign-in, the fact that by week three, he's not going to be good enough and Trey Ford is just going to take over the team. And Chris Jones doesn't like Trey Ford. Well, Chris Jones is stupid. Yes. And they should fire him. Well, they can't because there's a dumb coach's cap then in the CFL. Stop letting him make these stupid deals. Someone Trey, has to stop this man. <laughs> I was legitimately excited for the elk season next year because I was like, man, full year of Trey Ford. <sighs> He's an electric quarterback. Tyler Mulek, let Trey Ford play. I don't get it. I don't. Why do you want 35-year-old McLeod Bethel Thompson? He literally puts butts in seats. Trey Ford does. Yes. And now yes, you're paying all this money for MBT and he isn't that good. What did he? He... Lost his start. I don't watch Sif. Chad Kelly's the starter in trial. Right. That's why he's available. But he lost his job like three years ago, right? Mm-hmm. When Swag came in and took it over. What's yeah. his name? Swag Kelly is his nickname. Back in college. Boy, oh boy. Hey, he's, he's got, got a great cup. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, sure. I, I just watch the Elks and I don't watch any of the other teams. And this just seemed really dumb. And I know nothing. It's, it does seem dumb. Yeah. And, I, and the people I follow who do follow the Elks and are smart about football, because I know I'm not that smart about football. They say it's dumb. So there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right, Kay Waddy says, can we talk Jays? Never. Terrible offseason. Yeah. The Jays are... I'm not divorcing the Jays because I love them, okay. but we're separated right now. I'm going, right. until, you, until you're better, I'm going to sit over here. I'm not going to talk to you. All right. Oscar Hernandez is a Dodger now, too. Everyone's That's a Dodger. crazy. 
Liam's going to be a Dodger by the end of <laughs> Take your messages. If you'll have me, Dodgers Nation. Yeah. I know I've, I've seen you in the news recently. Not for good reasons, so. though. Mm. Shout out Otani to the Blue Jays. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, all right, let's wrap up the show with the menu for our friends at DoorDash for a limited time. Our Canadian listeners can get 25% off and more when they download Ding the DoorDash on. app. And use the promo code Nation Twenty Five. Mm-hmm. Do it all. Download DoorDash. Try new, lo- more local restaurants in the new year by downloading the DoorDash app. I used DoorDash last night. Got a burrito sent to my house. It was awesome. Sick. Hey, how was Ukrainian Christmas? It was great. Stayed up till three a.m. drinking with my uncles and cousins. The holiday. Definitely not regretting that today or yesterday. But holiday season. <laughs> yeah, Food is good. good. Christmas yeah. decorations can come down though. Also, in like the most Ukrainian thing ever. It was probably like one thirty in the morning. We're all sitting downstairs playing cards, shooting pool, drinking. And someone just brought down a bowl of cold pierogies from the fridge. Nice. And just we just kind of passed it around. Just grab one, pop it in. Yeah, it was good. Uh, the menu, new episode of Real Life is going to drop in about two, three hours once I get around to recording that with the boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, Jay. Do you guys know Jay is like in Mexico or something? Uh, Maui. Maui? I believe so. Jay's yeah. in I Maui? No idea. I have no idea either. I, went, I texted him today. I was like, hey, you in the office? Never got a response. He's in Maui, not in the office. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Um, also, new episode of the DFO Rundown, if you haven't listened to it yet. It was pretty good. Gregor and Frank did a good breakdown. Sweet. And I'm on there as well, a little bit. I pop in every once in a while. Um, so there you go. that's your content menu for today. Pre-game with Boards, he's going to return tomorrow. The menu tonight in the sports world, college football national championship tonight. Um, I oh. know nothing. I know nothing. I'm just blindly rooting for Michigan. Go Huskies. Huskies. Go Huskies. I believe. Michael Penix is so good. I don't know any of the players, but I know that Edmonton Elks legend, or maybe double E legend, I guess. JC Sherrett is a Washington Husky. Yep. So I'll be cheering for, for the Huskies. Today. <laughs> okay. Maybe. I'll, okay. I was going to blindly cheer for Michigan. Maybe I won't now. Uh, Washington plus 175 underdogs there. The spread in this game, courtesy of our friends at Betway, 19 plus, please play responsibly, is uh, five. Five point spread in this one. Michigan, great defense. Washington, great offense. That's all it is. Uh, great defense usually comes through. Yeah, that's the problem. I don't know if I want to bet on Washington then. I might bet on Michigan. And J.J. McCarthy is good. Like He is a yeah. good quarterback. There you go. There you go. That's your menu for tonight. Someone was like, someone commented, they go, hey, did you even do the giant question? Yes. It was, has Stuart Skinner's play changed your mind on the Oilers' deadline plans? We covered that. Uh, that was our giant question. And the answer was yes and no. Yeah, so <laughs> we kind of did a giant question. Um, all right. But I'll say something. Oh, one other thing I thought we should touch on for the end of the show. I have to go to the bathroom. Are, you are, are we good to right go? Before? Are we good to go? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there was one more thing I thought I wanted to get off my chest, and I'm not even just doing it to be an ass to you. Uh, all right, whatever. That's a wrap. Um, <laughs> everyone over in the Finning Cat YouTube chat. You guys were great today. Oh, um, you didn't talk about the pond hockey tournament. I do need to talk about the pond hockey yep. tournament, Liam. Uh, first go, Liam. off, our friends at Tourism Jasper, as always, are hooking us up and they put on a hell of an event out at the mm-hmm. Fairmont JPL. So if you want to get in, I think there are still some some limited spots available. I'm going to be out there. And Liam, it's not just Team Oilers Nation. It's Team Booster Juice. Yes. That's who we're repping. It is the Tourism Jasper Pond Hockey Tournament presented by Booster Juice. Space is very limited. There's a BOA going on on Saturday night. So we're doing a watch party there with our Flames Nation crew. Frank Cervalli is going to swing by as well. And it's all fueled by Booster Juice. Download the new Booster Booster Rewards app. 
the new Booster Rewards app, Liam, to start earning berry points for delicious and nutritious smoothies, drinks, and food that will get you through the day. Your go-to flavor is the Macho Monsoon. And I also love the protein balls that they have there when you kind of don't eat them. Why are you smiling at me? They're That's delicious. just a very Liam thing to get like. They're good. You can get a Thank little chocolate. You. I was tripping was on the weekend. He said that was his go-to. I was like, "That's insane." Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, um, strawberry sunshine. That, that, yeah, yeah. No, I liked you. I love strawberries. I love strawberries too, especially in my smoothies at Boost Juice. All right, there you go. Shout out to Booster Juice. Shout out to Tourism Jasper. If you want more info on the tournament, go to chehockey.com. I we have to do one more. We have to do the Wendy's Daily Face-Off Challenge. What did we talk about for the whole show where we didn't do our <laughs> I know, nine? I know. We, just we only have to cover nine ad reads. Just quickly, I'm going with Quinn Hughes point tonight as my daily face-off uh, Wednesday's Survivor like Pool Challenge. That's not even the best one. No? No. Sorry, Liam. It's not. What is it? The Vancouver Canucks <laughs> under one and a half power play goals. They've only done that seven times this year. Like hit over one and a half, seven times this year. But Quinn Hughes is over a point per game defenseman. So to get that once. The Rangers, though. But Quinn Hughes. Rangers. The All-Star. 41% of people agree with me. That's why I'm not taking it. It's a trap line. You're one of the 17%. On under. 0% of people vote over. Yeah, like that right there. (laughs) If no one's confident enough to take it, take the opposite one. Uh, SOG, GAA, PPG. You know what those all stand for, right? SOG? Shot on goal. Shot on goal. Thank you. GAA? Goals against average. PPG. PPG. Power points play goal. Power play. I don't know. Points I per game. I points per concentrate. game. BPMM. BPMN. I don't know that one. The Wendy's like bacon baseball. portobello mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sign up today uh, for the Wendy's Daily Face Off Survivor Game, and maybe you can win yourself a bacon portobello mushroom. Got him. Got him. <laughs> Woo. All right. Thanks for tuning in today, oh, everybody. I got one more. Oh, um, sorry. Uh, sorry. What so, ad did sorry. I not read? Eric sent me this. He wanted me to show this. He made this, and he said, This is Liam. Vote Zach Hyman, NHL All Star. Everybody go do it. Oh, yeah. Go Zach Hyman. How do you, a British person, feel about this poster being kind of American propaganda? Is it hard? Uh, at least we were on the same side. Did you just call you British? I don't care. You're English. I know you got to piss. <laughs> Go vote for Zach Hyman. Um, we'll be back tomorrow. Noon Mountain Time. 12.01 maybe if we're feeling good. Uh, I don't think we have a guest yet tomorrow. That's fine. Stephen Ellis finally texted me back. He was supposed to show the show. Or I asked Is him. he available? Nah, he's busy. He's taking the day <laughs> Go off. for another 20. <laughs> Go for another 20. Bring out Stephen Ellis. Uh, all right. Thanks for doing in day, everybody. Shout out to Sherwood for the Giants. Sports Closet, Fitting Cat for the YouTube chat and more. We'll be back tomorrow. Chat with you then. Thank you for watching Oilers Nation every day. Hit the subscribe button to never miss a show. And for more, visit OilersNation.com.